33 young men dead and sexually assaulted. A clown named Pogo. And a killer named John Wayne Gacy. I'm Helen. I'm Taylor. And I'm Haley. Welcome, Welcome to, to Coffee, Coffee on, on Death Row. Row. A short study of serial killers and today's subject being the killer clown of 1970. 33 people is a massive number and I feel like we need to take a moment to appreciate that. Think of everyone you know on a first and last named basis and if that adds up to 33 I'll give you a prize. That's a bus full of people. It's so many. It, it honestly is. No, I couldn't name 33 people off the top of my head. I can't yeah. even name like 10. So. <laughs> yeah, no. And it's amazing he got away with it for that long with that many people. Oh yeah, definitely. He had them like under his floorboards and the trash cans and his shed. Stuffing bodies in the walls. <laughs> His nickname was the Killer Clown, which he got from his profession. As a children's performer, he'd dress up as a clown named Pogo and perform at birthday parties and hospitals. He ruined the clown name. Oh yeah, for good. Oh yeah. So he got sentenced to death row, you know, and he got put with a lethal injection. So his last meal, he got 12 fried shrimp, a bucket of original KFC, because... He was actually a manager at three KFC restaurants. Oh, wow. I know. Isn't that weird? Like, he chose his own oh, his own food. <laughs> I wonder why he was at so many. I, he, I had, he had pow, power, I guess. Yeah. Pogo power. <laughs> <laughs> he also got french fries, and then he got a pound of strawberries. I don't know how one would go through a pound of strawberries. He was a big dude. I mean, I mean yeah. He had a lot in there, yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, I mean, he killed a lot of people, but mad respect for that last meal. That's, it's good. It's, he got good taste. He got good taste. Yeah. Some people wake up and decide to start killing, but that probably wasn't John Wayne Gacy. He had a very rough past. First of all, his dad was an abusive alcoholic, which is kind of a common thing for serial killers you'll find as we continue this. Second, he had a health condition that didn't allow him to move very much, so he gained weight, which caused a lot of bullying in school. And leading to the possible sexual issues he has later, he was molested by a family friend and was very ashamed about it, thinking it was his fault. Very, all very rough. Alright, so... After he went through all of high school, and during his senior year, he went to four different high schools, which led to him dropping out and never graduating. But he ended up in Las Vegas. So Ooh, I know. Vegas. Yeah, right? Vegas. <laughs> and so life turned out not so bad for him. Even though he didn't end up graduating high school, he didn't end up getting married and having two kids and two stepkids. Uh, he managed three KFCs with his wife, Marilyn. Her father owned the KFCs, and he kind of just became like an American businessman, you know, like a regular average day guy, except for he wasn't. Isn't that so weird that, like, yes. anyone oh, yeah. around us, it's so normal. You never know. Yeah. KFC you never know. manager. You never know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> so he was really well-liked in his community and often, <laughs> often arranged social events. So this led to his pastime, dressing up as Pogo the Clown for children's birthday parties, charity events, and things at the hospital just like visiting the kids and stuff like that isn't that insane yeah i feel like it's weird that he like went to kids birthday parties and like arranged charity events 
and didn't give off like weird vibes to anybody. Yeah. Like nobody was like, this guy's a little, you know, sketchy. If you ask me. Yeah, I know. And he was probably like planning it the whole time, just like being there and just. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? What if you were one of the kids at that birthday party or that hospital? Yeah, what if, like, growing up, you're like, hey, that, oh my god, that was my clown at my yeah. ninth birthday party. I know that guy. I would cry. Yeah. <laughs> I would cry. Yeah, I'd probably be, like, a little messed up from that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's a common thing for serial killers to be super charming and stuff and for everybody to like them. It's wacky. It's whack. So Gacy's clown character was named Pogo, and he kind of came off as like a normal person. Like he would go to birthday parties, do normal stuff, make balloon animals, tell jokes, make the kids laugh, you know, just everyday, your regular average clown job. He didn't give off like, oh, you know, I'm actually, I like to kill kids sort of vibes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Gacy was really the first clown to be creepy, I think. Like he's the one who ruined the clown name considering he killed and raped a lot of people and he was also a clown like before that it was seen as a normal profession like being a comedian or something along the lines and that kind of sucks that he he ruined it for the rest of the clowns for all clown time as you can guess by the theme of this podcast gacy wasn't just a happy normal guy all of his victims were young boys and young men around the age 15 to 17. He would lure his victims to his house by promising work, like in construction, and since he was a well-trusted member of the community, nobody thought that was really weird. Before raping and torturing and then strangling them, he would usually strangle them with a rope or his hands, you know, just whatever was kind of laying around, usually rope. That reminds me of another serial killer, actually. I forget his name. I'm going to throw this in here. A little random fun fact. I forget his name, but I knew he was also a gay guy who owned a really awesome, like, cabin lodge mansion in the woods. And he'd invite guys over, and he would always uh, strangle them with a rope. Like, he had a special strangle rope with a little hook and everything for his strangling. Yeah, it was... It's a thing, I guess. It's like... It's a designated tool. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, great. That right there, that's my strangling rope. <laughs> so at the beginning of all of this, he was convicted of raping two teenage boys. He, only, he got 10 years in prison and only got out after two years. Which isn't really fair. No, it's not. Like, for the boys or the families? No. Like, oh, I raped two kids. They're only getting me two years, suckers. Yeah, that's like, only like a fifth of his yeah, sentence. That's like, that's not. Not cool. Mm-mm. Yeah, it was bad. From the mid-1970s were his cruising years, as he called it in his own words. This was the time when he did most of his murdering and raping. The turning point in the case happened on December 11th, 1978, when a 15-year-old boy named Robert Pierce went missing, last seen going to Gacy's house to talk about a job opportunity. The police went to investigate Gacy's house, but found very few things that might connect him to the case, and therefore didn't consider him a real suspect. Most people who went to Gacy's house reported a bad smell that Gacy claimed was mold. Later, they found multiple trenches, about five, completely stuffed to the brim with bodies directly under his floorboards. I think that's a more reasonable source of the smell. I mean, yeah. yeah. How do you... How can he just say it's mold? Like, I feel like there's a difference between, like, like, rotting bodies. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Like, rotting bodies and mold, they, they, they don't smell the same. And I mean, 
Yeah, killing somebody's like one horrible thing, but like shoving bodies under your floor is disgusting. That is. Like, yeah, and you um, also have to live with that smell. There was yeah. a lot of bodies too. Um, that's gross. Things would come and eat the bodies. Uh, oh. Bugs. Oh, did not like that image. Eh? No. <laughs> no. Don't like to think about that. I'm good. Yeah, it's bad. Other bodies were uh, dumped in the nearby river. A few were buried in the backyard. Uh, thankfully, the house was destroyed after Gacy's death, and a new one was built on top of it nearly, like, a good decade later, I believe. I still of- don't think I'd want to ever live there. No, I feel, I also, like, just think about living there. Like, you're yeah. in that new house. Like, it's not the same house, obviously, but... Kind of poltergeisty. Yeah, yeah. the principle of it. It's kind of like a burial ground for, like, what, over 30 people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, That's rough. Yeah, I I agree with that noise. Yeah, because of all this evidence, Gacy confessed to about 30 murders, which is his only option at that point. If you got over 30 bodies under your floorboards... (laughs) Yeah, you you gotta be like, oh... What's your defense there? Oh, uh, I was holding on to them for friends. (laughs) I don't know how this got there. The trial began on February 6, 1980. Gacy admitted to all the murders, but tried to plead insanity. Gacy claimed he had multiple personality disorder. And another personality had done the killing. So, kind of what multiple personality disorder can be explained as is, it's one person, but they have multiple personalities living in them, and sometimes they aren't aware of their other personalities. And sometimes they can't really control the transition, but there's kind of some weird signs of that that I don't really think he had. I feel like that was a lie. Yeah, there's a bit of a controversy if multiple personality disorder even exists. Some people think it could just be tricking yourself into it, and it kind of makes it an easy thing to say to get out of a murder. Like, it's a good excuse in a way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And most murderers that feel guilty about what they did, which isn't many if they're serial killers, but there are a few out there, usually try and dissociate themselves from the murder, saying, oh, well, I was high at the time. I was another personality. Uh, they, that person wasn't a good person anyway. Sort of things like that. Any excuse they can come up with to justify what they did. Yeah, yeah. In the end, he was found guilty of murdering 33 people, and at the time, he was the U.S.'s most ruthless serial killer. He was given 12 death sentences and 21 natural life sentences. He died of lethal injection. He was in prison for almost a decade and a half, fighting against the case, appealing the sentence, and changing his story. In the end, he began to say he was innocent and took back his confession. You know, those 30 people under his floorboards and the fact he admitted to killing and raping 30 people. That was that was just for fun. Yeah, you know. Weird fun fact, though. While in prison, he got interested in art and painted many self-portraits as him dressed up in his clown outfit. Isn't that so weird? I think they sold for a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, I I'm not surprised. Yeah, I people love that like, stuff. want a clown picture. I don't think I'd want a serial killer clown picture in my house or anywhere near me. Painted by said serial killer clown. Yeah, I don't know how. I don't know. I'm a fan of art, but no. (laughs) A little spooky. A little spooky. He was also um, the head cook, actually, in the prison kitchen. Did you know that? Neato. 
Yeah, I mean, makes sense. He owned what the three KFCs yeah, and stuff. Up, that was like his thing. Cook up some good chicken. Put some chicken <laughs> skills to work. Yeah, but he ended up dying of lethal injection on May 10, 1994. Good riddance.